Voice Memos podcast with Jen and Myron. Hey, welcome to Voice Memos. I am Myron Clifton and my co-host is Jennifer. So Jennifer is a wonderful lady. She's originally from Wisconsin, now in California, flaming redhead with a beautiful big old dog named Mojito that I call Beast. She's a great sister, daughter, and a great friend. And uh, she is my co-host. Hey, Jennifer. Hello, hello. So nice that we're recording this because I get to save this and hear this over and over again, the compliments that you gave me. So I lied. <laughs> this is my friend and probably my bestest friend. I've known Myron over 20 years. He is a published author. He is an amazing writer, highly intelligent. And one thing that I can really tell you about him that stands out is how he raises his daughter, Leah. I can't hear you. You're on mute. Holy cow. You start out, you start out our first our first uh, podcast ever being on vacation on mute. <laughs> uh, taking us right back to episode one where I had no control over my sound. What were you trying to show me in your teeth? Well, you know what? Because I am. Your beard. No, no, no. Because I am stuck in um, a New York City and I am using Elian's laptop that actually works with Zoom, unlike my laptop that doesn't. And she has this little contraption that sits on the top of her laptop. It's called Soar, and it's a little circle light. I can see it in your glasses. Yeah. <laughs> in my tooth in there. I can see it in my tooth. <laughs> so wanna... Those don't, that don't have a visual, you're very welcome. <laughs> I wanted to share that with you because I'm excited to have... Uh, video like this is incredible yeah you don't sound like you have a list you are <laughs> not in the you're not in the dungeon i mean we're starting off on the right on the right pace <laughs> and we have been off for a week so how have you been over this week that we've been off you know my brother he sent me a message and he's like wait no new episode and i thought he was talking about the real housewives of dubai and <laughs> something that matters <laughs> And I was like, wait, no, I don't, uh, of Dubai? He goes, no, your podcast. I go, well, we did tell everybody we're taking a little break because you were flying out to New York. But um, this week has been good. You know what? I've been laying low. I mean, after having COVID and uh, just the, I think just the anticipation of not wanting to get it again and realistically that the variant is taking on a new um shape mm, mm, yeah yeah that um you got over covid and your parents your parents are okay with covid and my mom had it and you know what she, of course she lives with my dad and he did not get it that's remarkable how that happens yeah she was really diligent about staying in her room and making sure that she wiped everything off if she came out to the kitchen or did something. She was really frustrated with the five days, but she wanted to protect him. And, you know, unlike she said, I was trying to protect her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? So I'm like you. Um, I finally got COVID and it, this, this thing out there is no joke. Like COVID is awful. And I had 
like you, I had avoided COVID from the beginning to the end, even though I worked with seniors, like I was in a hotbed of yes. life and avoided it. And then Elian, my partner, she is a teacher and she had avoided it. And then boom, we got it. Sir, and you were, as I was talking about this new variant, because, you know, I, I have an employee at work that had really sick, like fever, um, nausea, body shakes, chills. That was complete opposite of my symptoms and my mom's. We were, you know, we had a cold, like, you know, stuffy, little bit of body aches, but nothing that put us out like it put you and your girl out. Yeah, you know, it's funny because, uh, well, let me go back to how we got, well, do you know how you, oh, that's right. You talked about how you got COVID a couple weeks ago. Your girlfriend gave it to you. She, she, she took your COVID virginity. She did. And then my mom said the same thing. And that, that statement didn't really settle very well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to use that statement because I got it from my daughter. So let's okay <laughs> with that. So she got it from her mother's side of the family. Right. So oh. So um, she has a brother and her brother is married and they went to Italy, goddamn Italy. And they came back and the wife thought she had jet lag and my daughter and her mom went to visit and she had COVID. And so they visited them on a Friday. I picked my daughter up on a Saturday and on Monday, my daughter had... um, symptoms but they were very mild symptoms and we thought maybe it was just a summer type cold which was a dumb assumption but anyway and then I flew to New York Tuesday night um on the red eye and by the time I landed when I landed my phone had blown up uh from my daughter and from Eliane and my daughter's friends and my daughter's mother saying that she had COVID and so, yes. Now I wore my mask to the airport and airplane and everything, but I was now in New York and I get to Elian's house and I wasn't feeling good. And so I tested, but tested, tested um, negative. But by Wednesday, I was very sick. Like it was no doubt I had COVID, like no doubt. Like all those things you just described, the, the excessively high fever, the chills, the body and muscle aches, um, chest congestion, like I knew I had it. And by a couple of days later, I finally tested positive. And that's about when Elian tested positive a day after me. So, and then I'm in New York with full on COVID and, you know, her apartment and we're, we're locked in. Damn. So you, she took, you took her COVID virginity. You could say that. Yeah, there you go. I took Elliot's COVID virginity. And, um, you know, you got to get something new out of these old women. So that's that's what I'm (laughs) (laughs) Wow. The the, just, you know, one of the words that we used in our last podcast was bullshittery. I mean, and that was, that was in line with, that was in line with, you know, Roe versus Wade overturn. I know we have a couple other things that came into fruition, unfortunately, while we were gone this past week, mm-hmm. I will say the, the bullshittery in this topic for your COVID is that, you know, all these flights were canceled. Um, yeah. People across the nation were just sitting, luggage getting just stockpiled up in Heathrow uh, in London because 
employees were getting COVID, pilots were getting COVID because they were not wearing masks. Right. And, and you know what? It was so interesting because um, so I flew from Sacramento to I flew on United Airlines, Sacramento to Washington, DC, and then Washington, DC to New York. And none of the flight attendants had on masks on either of the flights. Wow. And I would say only about 25% of the people did, um, maybe 30, 30% or so, but not that many. But in the airports where it was pretty mandatory, I would say even then, Jen, it was still only about maybe 70% of the people wearing masks. It, it, like it was, they said it was mandatory, but I don't know if it was heavily enforced and, and a lot of people still weren't wearing masks. How is that possible that in, in an open, you know, airports are relatively big. I mean, they are. How is it mandatory in that, but not on an airplane? Isn't it dumb? Because those pilots insisted on it. And one of the reasons I was reading for all the cancellations um, for all the major airlines here and across uh, Europe is that pilots insisted they didn't, they didn't want to wear masks. And now we have a bunch of pilots that have COVID. And so they're canceling flights. Oh. This is what they call the fuck around and find out period we're in, right? Yeah, now. fuck around and find out this bullshittery. I mean, I'm going to continue using that word. Yes, that's how you get word. So, <laughs> so, so you didn't take any trips or anything like that while we were. I uh, did not. I was going to do a women's march on July 4th, you know, because I don't know why we celebrate July 4th to begin with. I mean, just how this country was established, but. Um, I started, I was going to go and I started getting a little paranoid. Now I try not to live in fear. Right. And, you know, you got to At some level, there's got to be some responsibility for, you know, your life and continue yeah. to move on. I was a little afraid being around that many people, even though it was outdoors, uh, and not people wearing their mask. Although I would wear it after having COVID, I just thought, God, it's a little risky right now. And after hearing your um, all your symptoms, there was no way in hell I wanted 103 temperature. I didn't want body shakes. I didn't want to throw up. None of that. It's not worth it. Now, now imagine being in, uh, I'm in a New York City apartment. We're in Harlem and it's a one bedroom, one bath apartment. So it's four rooms, a living room, a kitchen, a slither kitchen, a bedroom and a bathroom. Now imagine being, uh, and there's a cat and a lizard here. So we're locked in. We both have COVID, right? And then she gets her monthly and we're just stuck in here. Oh, Lordy. I, I mean, mean what, who did you hurt in the past? <laughs> <laughs> so that apartment is what, $5,000 then? Because it's oh. got a one bedroom, one bath? You know what? It's it's not that much, and it's it's not as much as what you just said. It's an expensive. I think it's, it's it's under two grand. It's not a bad deal, and it's a it's a really nice neighborhood. Like we're right down the street from um, uh, Alexander where Alexander Hamilton used to live, and there are um, there's a couple of colleges nearby, and it's it's pretty nice, and it's one of those neighborhoods you see in those um, New York movies where you can sit out on the stoop and just randomly talk to people coming by. So you you did that and that was your only vacation in New York, I'm assuming? That was it. So just sitting on the stoop um, the 4th of July while all, while all the bombs were going off here because they have, everything's bigger in New York. So all the, all the explosives were bigger. It was just like constant stream of like cannon fire going on. <sighs> and then because there are so many neighborhoods 
um, people just sort of have barbecues right out on their stoops. And there's just loud music everywhere. It's pretty festive. And we were just hanging out and, um, you know, people come by and, you know, you just strike up conversations with random people walking their dogs and stuff. And after a while, I guess, because we look so, um, so pathetic, one of the neighbors from across the, across the street, they brought us some free barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, feed me, I'm poor. <laughs> I was like, do you have a meal, governor? You know, <laughs> governor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my god it's so funny it some neighborly kind of people you know and they just you know struck up a kind of lady and her kid her daughters and she just struck up a conversation um all in spanish because she was dominican and they just brought us they came a couple times brought us some food and hung out it, it was really nice so and you're gonna be when are you when do you get to come back you know what so I, um, I'm still testing positive, which I understand you could test positive for up to 20 days, but yep. you may not be contagious after 10 right, or something like that. So it's five, but you know five. what, this new variant could be 10, but by the CDC standards, if you're vaccinated, you have to stay in quarantine for five days. If you're not vaccinated, you have to stay in quarantine for 10 days. There, That's what it, okay. okay. So so I am uh, past my five-day quarantine. We're both past our five-day quarantine. I think LA come today is LA's day five. So I plan or we plan on coming back to California uh, probably like Saturday or, or Sunday, something like that. Nice. So is she, oh, she's coming back with you. She's going to come back with, and then we're going to hang out. And then we're supposed to um, meet up with um, Leah, my daughter, and her friend and go to Tahoe with my uh, with Uncle Vern. Oh, that'll be fun. Yep, yep. So get some California weather. I guess that's Nevada, but get some California weather and and uh, end my New York um, solitary confinement. <laughs> I mean, it could be worse places to be confined to. You know what? That's true. You know what? And, and New York is pretty nice. You know, the, it's... Um, the weather is okay, but it's very humid here. Like yeah, really humid. So there are a couple of times where we walk to the store, you know, which is not very far, or the bodega, as they call it here. And, <laughs> and you know, yeah, your mask. And it's only like a block, but you are a sweaty pig 10 steps out of the out of the park. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to live anywhere ever again where I have to chew my air before I breathe it. Like <laughs> It's like you, not happening. Right. You could totally do the breaststroke just walking through the, the, the wet air. It's just, <laughs> you have your scuba outfit on. <laughs> you know what? And the thing is, the other thing about New York, I was talking to her about it. There's so many people here. There's no, there's no empty space. Like there's no empty space. So, and then wow. every, every three or four steps you take, you're always passing someone. There's always oh. someone everywhere. And it, it, it does, it wears you down. And, and like we, we walked to like a little donut shop, the little Dunkin' Donuts. And this lady was in there and she just had a big old fit because the workers were making her coffee and they were talking. That was it. <laughs> that was it. And she just started telling them, stop talking over my drink. Just make my goddamn drink. And I was like, wow. She just went off for like two minutes. And I was like, I just want a donut and get out of here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> donut hole right and so it's so many people and they get so agitated and then it's hot and then it's 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 um it's uh humid and so people just go off like the drop of a feather and then people just lose all their shit 
I know people, you know, they always say humidity is really good for your skin. You know what? So is a really good skincare regime. I don't need to live in that shit. I do not need to live there. So you're going to miss out. Well, this week we've been really lucky with 80 degrees, like 4th of July was like 82. And then um, that weekend was about 85. We're going to be up to 101 uh, on Sunday and then next Monday, 105. So you'll, if you're in Tahoe, you'll avoid all of that. I need, I need to miss that. Hey, um, have you watched anything good on TV? Oh, wait, 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 don't ask that yet. You know, because we have talked about on a few different occasions about you sharing um, what your latest meal is you're eating as a vegan. So oh. you know, I, I remembered. So yes, tell us what you're eating. So interesting enough, I was looking in my, in my cabinet because, you know, you buy a bunch of stuff and, you know, from beans to rices to different things. So I, I put together a chickpea. So I took chickpeas and some asparagus and zucchini and mushrooms. I put that in a pan and like steam that up, you know, a little, no oil, just use some seasoning. And then I mix that with quinoa and put it all together for a really great dish that was available for me all week. And so I didn't have to spend time making lunch. That was really actually super, super tasty. And the asparagus lately has been really good. So I got excited about that, but yeah, I've been making that and just packed with, you know, protein and nutrients and vitamins and all that stuff. And just super easy. And it can be eaten cold or warmed up. That sounds really good. Yeah. And chickpeas are so, I got this stupid app I saw on TikTok, you know, me and TikTok and for my brother, that's listening. He thinks I'm too old for TikTok where I tell him that all those reels he's watching on Instagram, I've already seen two weeks ago on TikTok. <laughs> Instagram is so late. It's so late. <laughs> well, I used to see someone on Instagram and you go, wow, someone really enjoying this right now. Like we're nine episodes past that little reel. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's this app on there that someone was using called Yucca, Y-U-K-A. Mm. And you would scan a barcode and it tells you, like it gives it a rating from zero to a hundred. And so I started scanning stuff, thought, you know, of course that it's vegan, but what other things are in it? And like my tortillas, you scan it and the score was like a 43 out of a hundred. And then it tells you why it's that low score and then what that component does and why it's bad. So it gives you all the science behind it. So then I just started going through all the shit in my house, going, my God, I know I'm going to die at some point and I shouldn't allow myself to get lost on it. But then I had all these chickpeas and I, I scanned that and it gave me a score of a hundred of a hundred. So I thought I'm going to start making something with these. <laughs> uh, you know, what's funny is I don't even know what a chickpea is. <laughs> it's made for hum using hummus. Oh, hummus. Oh, my God. Oh. I keep them whole, though. I keep them whole. <laughs> you know what? Look, let me tell you about hummus. Hummus is just, so if it is the chickpeas, it's just a, it's just a reason to hold garlic together. That's all it is. <laughs> People love hummus on crackers, but really, they just love the garlic. <laughs> you know what it does when you look at it i think you're anticipating in most cases like a cheese spread right so you have this like really good because it looks like a consistency of maybe some cheese spread that you would wipe on a cracker and then you go to bite it your people are like what the hell is this what is that yes <laughs> so wait a minute is that the same thing you know we go to the where in the old days you go to salad bars and they have those little 
those little round, let me see, they're like pink or maybe like light tan round things. Yes, yes. That's those are the same. Oh, those yep. things. So, so I like fry them up. So sometimes what I'll do is I'll put them in my air fryer with some like spicy seasoning. And then I'll just eat that as a snack or toss them on a salad. Oh, I didn't say toss my salad. I said toss on a salad. I saw your eyes. I saw your mind start to think. <laughs> and how would you like your talent sauce? <laughs> and wait a minute. So, so those things have good nutritional value. Yes, they have good protein. It's just a good, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bean or in the bean family, I guess. Okay. Okay. That, that's not so that bad. was good. I mean, it's a, it's a food, it's a meal that I thought, okay, this is going to take me less to prepare in the end. And I can make some for like either my dinner or my lunch for the week. And I got five meals out of it. So that was good. I I'm still loving uh costco has this tofu it's a moroccan style tofu Ooh. so i also have been crumbling that up because it's packed with all these like um, moroccan seasonings and a little bit of olive oil and then i've been wrapping that in a burrito with some vegan cheese and that has been fire that sounds good though yeah have you uh, being in new york are there any vegan spots close to you i have not even tried to look Okay. All right. Next Alien thing is a um, carnivore. Yep. And extreme, like extreme. Like I could go a couple of days without eating meat and stuff, but she needs meat multiple times. Not needs, but she needs meat multiple times a day. Um, but I would suspect that there are. I mean, in this city that's supposed to have everything, right? So I'm going to make it a point to find out. Okay. Yeah, I would be curious to know how close it is for you to do that. So. Yeah. Um, I, I also, this week I had a girlfriend that I used to work at this, uh, animal rescue with. So she, uh, I used to volunteer my time as a volunteer coordinator and I met her through that. And she has a dog herself, a pit bull. Her name is, um, Nina and yeah. she, Nina's eight. And so she had asked, she posted on her Instagram, like, I'm looking for someone to watch Nina just for, you know, Tuesday to Saturday, I think it is. Yeah. And of course I volunteered and, let me tell you, this dog is, it, she is just amazing, but I mean, a, a lover of people, of animals, of just, she's eight. She's really, really quite extraordinary. And it's been a little interesting having a dog in my environment because normally you'd probably go to someone's house to watch their dog because dogs like routine. And when they're taken out of that, they don't eat as much. They won't drink their water as much. It's just, you know, from watching Mojito that it yeah. would take him a couple of days to eat. And, um, I'm trying to find a way to keep her, <laughs> but no, it is, um, it's quite interesting having, after not having mojito for a little over a month and having a dog, when you don't know their mannerisms, you don't know if she's trying to tell you she wants to go outside or she wants to get up on the bed or she's looking to eat or drink. So learning that dynamic is flooding back a lot of uh, feelings about mojito. Um, and puzzle, huh? think, yeah, yeah. So thinking like, God, I knew, I knew Mo when Mojito wanted to go up on the bed, or I knew when Mojito wanted to have something to eat, or I knew when he wanted to come in and lay down because he was too hot. All those things that you learn from a dog after having him for 10 and a half years. So when you have a dog just for a couple of days, you're trying to speak their language and it's a little bit of a challenge. Also, it is great having a dog in the environment. Yeah. And so does it, where does, it, where does the dog sleep? With me. Oh, uh, but, but does it sleep all night? 
It does. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it does. Which, you know, Mojito wasn't doing that for some time because I think he was just getting unsettled, you know, mental, physically. And yeah. so, yeah, she is apparently when I told her, I told the owner, I'll take her walking every day with me. And she's like, oh, she's not a morning dog. <laughs> like, she does not. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> no, she's good me now. Look, you wake uh, up tomorrow to go walking at five, and I'll just walking. <laughs> she kind of side-eyed me, and then now she's getting used to it. And then we do a little another one um on the second half of the day. So in the afternoon, if it's not too warm, we'll go and let her outside to smell some stuff. But I also like walking with her because unlike Mojito, Mojito was dog reactive. So he didn't like other dogs, which is fine. No big deal. I worked my life around that, but she loves everything. So I want to take her walking just to interact with other dogs and people and all that stuff. Uh, I bet, but, I, but I bet when you woke up that first day, she was like, Bitch, go back to school. <laughs> I got the side eye, Matt. She was like, wait a minute, one ear up, one ear down. Like, what? Oh, <laughs> why are you out of bed right now? <laughs> oh. She's really precious. She's really uh she's a she's a good dog. Her mom's doing a really good job with her. So it'll it leads me into fostering. So I've signed up to do some fostering after August, at the end of August, to maybe take in a dog until it's adopted and then just work through that rotation so that I can help save more dogs. You know, that speaking of fostering, that when my daughter was in uh, middle school, one of her classmates had a dog that she was helping train to become a comfort dog. Oh. And so they were like fostered training comfort dogs and the dog came to school with her. Wow. That yeah, was part of the training. And so she had the dog, it was, I think it was a, a lab, some type of Labrador. And the dog had two jackets. And when one jacket was on, it meant that she was working. And then the kids in the classroom couldn't interact with her. And then, and, that, and then she had that on when she was in the classroom. And then when if they go outside for like recess or whatever they did, I don't know if they call it recess, but whatever, whenever outdoors, she would change the jacket and then they could play with the dog. I love that. That's, you know, unlike, unlike all the um, anti-abortion folks, they're not fostering shit. So, um, <laughs> at all, at all. At all. 400,000 kids in, in the foster care system. And they want, you know what? I heard an interesting statistic that there are, Anywhere it's a range. So 620,000 to 816,000 abortions performed a year. So in the grand scheme of what America is trying to tell women and the citizens is that we better be prepared for an additional 600 to 800,000. I mean, I know some states are still, you know, you can still carry through with an abortion, all that stuff. But just for the grand scheme of things, if the country was the way that these nine fuckers on the Supreme Court wanted to be that we would have an additional 600 to 800,000 kids added to our citizens, our, 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 our population. Jesus. And you know what? None of the states who have outlawed abortion have any type of family, mandatory family medical leave for having babies. Not a, none of them. None of them. None of them. And, and all of them, every one of them have um, by design underfunded public schools <laughs> right so so you're like you gotta step back and go what 
what are we doing? And you know what? I mean, add something a little even more, I don't know about more, but just add something to this um, bullshittery. As you yeah, bullshittery. Um, somewhere between 14 and 25%. I, I, I get different numbers on research and on the Google um, of prisoners were once in foster care. Fuck. And foster care is so, and, and we know this as a nation, foster care is so bad. Right. So not that all the children are bad, obviously, but the, the system that we have in this country for um, raising um, children in the foster in that foster environment, we know it's awful. And we know, like you just said, you know, hundreds of thousands eligible for adoption don't get adopted, end up in or end up in foster. And at 18, it's like you're on your own. Get out of here. It's. Awesome. It's incredible. And I was, I, I think I was reading something or listening to something. And it was a woman who has a 14 year old daughter who said she listed everything that her daughter legally cannot do in this country from driving to voting, to buying, to getting medication, to checking into a hotel, to renting a car, to registering for school, to take herself out of school. I mean, the list goes on of all the things that you as a parent or as a 14 year old can't do. How on earth, if you are 14 and unfortunately get molested, raped, assaulted, and be pregnant, how are you going to get medication for your child? Right. How are you going to do that? Like how you can't even register for your own fucking classes. So I just, it's just a, it's a constant frustration. It's a constant aggravation. It's a constant anger that continues to happen. And I see a lot of, there's a lot of unity of women coming together and really supporting one another. I know I was on TikTok and, you know, uh, they were using terms like if you have to camp, camping is still legal in my state. So you can pitch a tent, you know, on my land, if you need to, it's, it's letting those that are in states that don't allow it to say that there's a safe haven. I think Las Vegas said, if you need to cure your hangover, you can do it here in Las Vegas. Right. And I thought to me, that's just the, the sisterhood of women coming together and men were part of that as well. I mean, men are definitely speaking out and using their platform for this, but uh, you, you tie that, you tie that situation of, you know, the, that nobody gives a shit about the life after the baby is born. It's when it's not even a baby that they give a shit about. Um, you add that to the level of guns and, and now the Highland Park shooting this past weekend. I mean, on July 4th, like I, I can't wrap my arms around or my head or my brain around the fact that a gun has more rights, should I say, than an actual woman. Yeah, it makes no sense. Huh? Like it, it you, you can't put any kind of logic, any kind of logic around it. Like a a a, a, um, a boy, a young boy, and a young man and a man and women can go buy a gun in most of those most of those states without any anything, no background check, no hell. You didn't have that ID in that Parkland shooter, that Highland Park shooter. Um, which is a, um, a suburb south of Chicago, heavily Jewish population. That's not making enough uh, as part of the news because he went into a synagogue first before oh. that parade. So that little piece is sort of being missed, but he, um, he was able to go buy all those weapons and his father co-signed for him to buy them or he signed, there's a little paperwork you can sign because he was underage at the time. 
and it just like like co-signing on a car or insurance or something like that. And his father co-signed on that despite him living at home, being a do-nothing, like slacker, playing video games all day, despite having threatened to kill the family, and despite the family having um, called the police on him twice, and the, one of the times they took away all his knives because he said he wanted to kill the family, the entire family, and kill everybody, not just the family. Um, despite all that, his father signed for him to buy those weapons, right? So he should be arrested. He should be arrested, charged, arrested, sued, yep. oblivious, like like no no doubt, right? Crazy, but like you're saying, but a girl, um, the case of the, the story that's in the news, a girl, and I, I want to say- Texas. Ohio. Ohio, 10 years old, raped, became impregnated and could not have an abortion. And the judge just said, fuck it. You know what? You need to have the baby. They were able to get her out of there. But in trying to plead to this, this judge about a 10-year-old body being incapable of, of, I mean, most likely incapable, you know, that, and then having to give that, take that baby to term and then and then the, the rapist would have rights. Um, yes, it is, it is absurd. And you know what? I want to point this out that, that this is a uniquely uh, American right-wing Christian issue, white right-wing Christian issue, because the Jewish faith has provisions for abortions. It's not against their religion or their, their beliefs. Um, Islam has provisions for abortions. It's not against their release, their release um, beliefs, and and many other Christian groups or sects or whatever you want to call them. They have an okay and provisions for abortion. It's only the extreme right wing evangelical and Catholic groups or sects within within Christianity that believe that they have they that they they them their belief is that there's no there's no allowance for abortion even in the case of rape or incest and that they believe that not only do they believe that but they have it in law now that we have to go by their beliefs that is absolutely batshit crazy that is i i a woman in london posted something and said if you're an american blink if you need help I mean, I mean, it is, it is to think how you, to think how religion has seeped its way into the, into our country. I mean, we know that religion has been the forefront of most of these right, white, right wing um, evangelists that the agenda has always been there. I mean, even now you can, I, I saw, was it a coach, a football coach who wanted to pray on the field? Was that a? Yeah. Yeah. He won the case. It was a, it was a high school football coach who after uh, each game um, wanted to pray on the field and they were told, they were told, I mean, you, you can't do that. Um, you're not a religious school and you can't do that. And he sued it went all the way to the Supreme court and the Supreme court said, yes, he could just, he could stand on the field and pray, but they totally misread it. He was forcing all the players to come to the middle of the field and to where he stood in the middle and he prayed. And the counter argument was, well, well, if you're not Christian, 
age. So you can be atheist or some other religion. And if you don't go, then you're an outcast on that team. And you're depending on that coach to try to help you get into like the next round of college football and all this kind of stuff. And, and what if that coach was from the church of Satan? And the coach decided, okay, when all the all the students come out here or the players come out after the game, and we're going to pray, you know, hell Satan or however they pray. And you know, would would you go along with that? Because it's not just your particular God; it has to be every every God. And as far as I can recall, there's something like nine hundred something different religions in this in this world. So, uh, or more, but you know, something like that. So, which one rules? Right? Wow. It was. It, 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 it's so absurd. And you know what? The other thing is, you know, for the for those Christian people that say, you know, their belief is that, you know, God gave everybody free will, right? That's their that that's one of the big tenets of Christianity. Because you ask, well, why don't just God just make everybody good and eliminate, you know, evil and make us all just worship Him and everybody be all happy? And they go, well, because God wanted people to have free will. Okay, so I want my free will. For my daughter be able to a fucking abortion when he wants to. Well, no, nope, we're gonna take that away from you. That that now is our choice. We're making the choice for you. Oh, <laughs> oh so that shit crazy. And you know what? Our country is a danger, is a present danger to girls and women. It is yeah. like no other way to look at it. It's 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 dangerous. It, it when you have to say to when I have to say in my mind, and of course I've said it out loud at this moment, I am so happy. My sister had boys, right? That's crazy. You know, I shouldn't have to, I shouldn't even, that shouldn't even be a topic of conversation for me to say, I'm glad. And, and not because, you know, it's easier for boys because they're white and they're going to No, it is because they won't have to have their bodies violated and then be reminded of that. If something unfortunately happens every fucking day. Yes. Of right. what happened to their trauma. That is, that is to, 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 to give that citizenship, you know, I, sometimes I'm such a loss for words because you think about, you think about how religion and my perspective, now this is just my perspective. Every religion was created by somebody. And usually in most cases it was men, the standard religions. I, I'm not talking about all the, you know, the spiritual ones, the, you know, the, the witchcraft, all those types of religions. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the foundation of the religions that most people know were created by men. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. They were. And, and the setup to, to make them superior to women or anybody in general, if you weren't white, you weren't, you're not superior. So that religion telling people, I know the Catholic religion, I was raised Catholic, went to Catholic school. Like there was no belief in, in um, birth control. You at part of a Catholic religion, you, you could not be on birth control because that was against the religion. And the right. more you grow and think about it and have your own free will to think about it. You start to say, how are you navigating what I put into my body? Right? So if you have parent against parent, now my mom is a Catholic and my dad's a Lutheran and my mom, although she'll always tell me she prays for me, it was never as an adult, as I got older and trying to understand religion, she would love for me to go to church with her and, and spend time with her on that level. But she respected my boundary to say that that's just not something that I agree with. The more I, I uncovered about the religion, the more structured, the more I thought, wow, I, I feel prisoned 
by what so-called is supposed to be a free space for me to pray for things that I want. And although my sister and her are very much involved with the church, my mom is very religious about going to church every week. I don't, I don't knock her for that. I, I, I respect her commitment to that and her safe haven of that. But I also know that she doesn't hold me to the standards that the church laws tell you that you have to be. So I think there is the extremist and those that find safe haven in religion, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that does make sense. And I, you know, I, I agree with that, that, that extremists, um, they're, Extremist. the squeaky, they're, they're the squeaky wheels, right? And unfortunately, uh, we have six Supreme Court justices who are Catholic and um, extreme extremist Catholics, and they get to decide um, what's good. And they have worked in cahoots with evangelicals who, look, evangelicals are batshit crazy. Like, they, you, gotta, I, you gotta just call a thing a thing. Those people are crazy. And um, they want to impose their very strict extremist religious beliefs on everyone. And, you know, it's like we said once before, believe what you want to believe. I don't really care. Yeah. If you think I have to believe what you believe and follow your particular views of your God, you can rightly fuck off. Yeah, you can take that bullshit and go to another country I, or create your own. Like, right. I'm sure there's undiscovered land. Just go find yeah. it and don't steal yeah. it. And don't colonize it. I mean, go find it and it's not owned by somebody. Don't be a colonizer. I would say right. um, when you, you said something, so we're talking about Biden and you know how everybody is. There's always something with gas prices or Biden should take control and put in, I forget the word, it's gonna drive me crazy. We should have um, codified, codified. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a so, false argument. It's a false argument because Roe versus Wade um, was decided in 1972. And since 1972, Democrats have held an overwhelming majority where they could have done that for about four total months. And uh, out of all that time in democratic democratic um, presidencies, so you would have to go Carter and then two Clinton, two um, Obama, and then um, right now, and there just wasn't the um, there wasn't the uh, power to do it because because people think well if you're Democrat then all Democrats believe that. Roe should have been codified or abortion should be legal. And that's just not true. There are Democrats in the Senate and there always have been, even now in the Senate and in the House who are Democrats, but they're in red um, states or red areas. And they are very, very, very um, far right Democrats are almost Republican. And in order to hold those seats, they have to adhere to some Republican views and the most common one is abortion. So there's never been that power to do that. Uh, but it is a very common um, ex uh, excuse to be angry at Democrats right now, because there's a thing in America that when Republicans do something bad, then people blame Democrats. And then Republicans do something good, people say, well, Democrats shouldn't have allowed that to happen. So it just, it, it really is, it's, it's a mess and shouldn't even be part of the discussion. But, you know, people like to blame Democrats for everything. Well, yeah, if it doesn't go in their favor, just like, you know, gas prices and and you sending me the message today that Biden called out the companies, the oil companies and said, decrease your prices and prices have started to go down. Right. 
It's so it's so funny because uh, because uh, oops sorry about that American news runs on that on that thing where sorry on his TV and it came on in the background hold on okay I don't know what happened there. I know right American news runs on that thing where bad news you know not only does it spread but it gets amplified in that twenty four hour news cycle and then if there's something um, good like. You know, President Biden, you know, it's been pushing their lower oil prices so that gas comes down and it's been coming down for three straight weeks. And, you know, President Biden did something again about reducing college debt and, and getting rid of high interest rates on college debt and all these things. But it never makes the 24 hour news cycle. It's just it's just quietly improves things. But it's not it's not saying, you know, dog you know, man bites dog. And so no one, no one, the news cycle doesn't really care. Well, unless it's a pit bull. Unless it's a Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. right? Because day. There's freaking chihuahuas that will fucking rip the shred off your ankles. But, you know, one pit bull who, again, is all a matter of how they're raised, just like any other dog, that's the one that's called to attention. So I, I'm not comparing bite into a pit bull, but it's that same sort of mentality, right? If it's if it, if there's a dog bite, it's immediately a pit bull without even knowing the dog. It's oh, must have been a pit bull immediately. Oh, gas prices are high. It must be bite Right. <laughs> right. Uh, and then come down, then it's like nothing. You don't hear anything. Nothing. Yeah. And then they show it's a chihuahua and everybody's like, oh, well, that dog might. <laughs> right. <laughs> you just move on. Hey, so um, we've been off for a while. What have you been watching on TV? You know, I, ooh, I finished the that two episodes of Stranger Things. <laughs> oh. Okay. I have not watched them. So no spoilers. Okay. okay so we're not going to talk about that. Um, let me just tell you, it was so fucking good. Uh, Umbrella Academy, I finished that. Yes, I finished it today. Oh, I don't want to ruin it for anybody that might have not finished it or starting it. I will tell you that it is there is something just amazing about that series, Stranger Things. It it doesn't take it to a sci-fi place that's so um, out like a Star Trek because I was never into like Star Trek or anything like that. But it, it, it keeps you captivated by all the stories surrounding power. So it was so good. It was so good. It's, I think they did a really great job of, um, uh, was what that host, you know, I think it's season three. It's on Netflix, Umbrella Academy. Uh, it's about a family of, I, there's, I guess they're sort of superheroes or antiheroes. I don't know what they are. And they're, uh, they're, they're, they're an, an adopted family and they just have these bonkers powers and bonkers adventures and stuff. And it's not, it's not PG and it's not Marvel or DC. It is definitely R rated, yeah. uh, just sex, drugs and rock and roll. And they can be very violent and gory, but it's also very well written, very well written and, and it's very entertaining. And this third season is, I don't know. It's it's probably more outrageous than the first two, and I didn't know where it was going, but it was a really fun journey, you know, to get there with all the different crap that was happening. And it was, it's. I agree with you. It's, it's one of the best shows on TV right now to me. Yeah, it was a fun journey. And then I I figured, um, you know, a couple of my other shows started talking. I said the chai last time. My brother's like, it's not the chai, it's the shy. So it's about it's a Chicago <laughs> abbreviation for Chicago. That's one of my favorites. But I started. I popped up on Hulu because I was looking for my So You Think You Can Dance. 
And um, there is a show from FX that is now on Hulu, which is called The Bear. And for anybody that's watched Shameless, which I have watched, loved all seasons, every character is amazing. You, I can't be disappointed in, in any of Shameless at all. Uh, Philip, who is known as Lip, is on this show called The Bear. And he's a world-renowned chef who comes to take over his brother's rundown little diner because his brother shot himself and left him the diner. And so he's taking his intelligence of food creation and working in the most renowned uh, restaurant in the world and coming to unite this family of, you know, people that work in this restaurant and giving them a different perspective on how to run a restaurant. And they're half hours and the last episode, episode eight, I think is 40 minutes. So I'm, I'm in the middle of that. There's only eight episodes. I finished it, like almost finished it in a day and a half. It is really, really good. I, I'm hoping they pick up a second season. Really? I saw yes. about it online and yeah, people are saying it's very, very good. It's the acting is really great. Um, how they, how the dynamic of, of working in a kitchen. Now, when I was 15, I got my first job as a bus girl in a restaurant. So watching how fast paced things happen in a restaurant I'm familiar with, and just to see how they started working together and him taking his experience and hiring this really good actress, which I don't know her name um, off the top of my head, but she was really good. She's the sous chef. You know, she come, she wanted to work there because she knew he was going to be there. And um, it is, it's really good. I have, I, I am, am not disappointed at all. And I would, I would definitely recommend it. Okay. Where is that streaming? That is streaming on Hulu. That's Hulu. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. I'm, okay. I'll add that to my list. You know, I also saw, um, we watched the movie the other night on HBO. It was an uh, updated remake of the movie. Um, uh, uh, I can't think of the name of that movie now. Uh, um, no. Hold on, let me look up on my phone, hold on. Uh, man, I don't forget that movie that fast. So who's oh, in fa- the- Father of the Bride. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I was going to say that because I heard, tell me about it. I've heard some yeah. good things. So, you know, I, I think there was an original one maybe with James Stewart way back in the Steve day. Steve Martin. Steve Martin made a really funny version. I think he made a, there were a couple, he made a couple of movies out of that. And then, so now this new one is- is set in uh, Miami with this Cuban American family. Andy Garcia is the okay. dad, and his wife is Gloria Stefan, the singer. Oh wow! And and so then is is their daughter who is the daughter, and then she is marrying um, a fellow she met in New York, and he's he's from Mexico. He's a Mexican guy from Mexico, and so. You have just like in all the Father of the Bride movies, you have the the clash of the families and cultures, and this is you get the same deal, and it's Cuban American clash with Mexican. Um, they're not even Mexican. His, he's Mexican American, but his family is from Mexico. So you get you get different you get a different flavor of a culture clash with, between two different um, Latino cultures, and uh, it's really 
fun. It's like all those movies. Like they're really funny. You know, dad's overbearing. The daughters are a little bit hectic with this marriage. And then you have all the extended family making a muck of things. And so, but it's, it's very good. It's very well done. It's very good. Okay. Someone else told me that too. She said, if you have HBO Max, you should watch it. It's really funny. Well done. I mean, yes. Andy Garcia has that diversity of acting from being... <clears throat> He's really, he can be diverse. So I, I don't know if I've ever seen him in anything funny. So I will add that to my little recommendation. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, you know, he's always sort of a gangster kind of guy and this kind of deal. Yes. And he's like the 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 patriarch of this family. And he, you know, so he's like, like the, the, the grandfather and he's, you know, he's successful, but he came from Cuba and he, he's always talking about, I never dirt poor and he worked his way up and everything, you know, I want to make it and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, it seemed like at any moment he might whip out a machine gun and just go off on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> like it turns into the Godfather. <laughs> yeah, because Andy Garcia, you know, this guy is a gangster, but he's not. And so, and I, I don't know all the actors' names who play all the different characters and everything, but they're all very good. They're all oh, very okay. good. It is. It's a good, you know, it's a comedy. It's lighthearted. And if you were to just blow some time and not, you know, be into like, you know, death and mayhem and stuff, it's a really good movie to watch. Like Narcos or anything like that, because uh, you have to read. You have to read yeah. that. <laughs> like, like you know, like Ozark. Like I still haven't finished Ozark. Like, oh my god, I need you to finish it so I can talk about uh, uh, two scenes in that. I need to once you finish it, I need to tell you um, a significant part that maybe I, if I researched, maybe I'm right or if maybe I'm not. But I need you to watch the last season so that I can talk about it with you and then give you my psychological insight. Okay, I will watch it um, in time for our our next um, our next show. That's that's the idea. Yeah, because because there's only what like three or four episodes. I I think oh the second yeah because it's it you're right it's the second half I think it might be four episodes. Okay, or maybe five. I feel like that because they broke it in half. I remember now, right? They took they had their fourth season and they gave you like six. And then broke it in half after that. I I forget how many are on there, but let me just tell you, it's I I mean, it's funny how you think about TV and going to the movies. I find that there's so many great shows that watching a movie for me doesn't seem as fun anymore because I get more substance with with watching a series. I get to see more character development. I get to see more storyline. So then when someone mentions a movie, I'm like. Oh, okay. In the past, you'd get excited about seeing it. You know, you'd be a, mo a, a movie comes out and you're super stoked about it. Just like this new one with uh, Chris Pratt, maybe my mom was telling me that's really good term terminal or oh, yeah. I, I, that just came out. Yeah, she's they're really enjoying it. My dad and her are really enjoying that. Same with the old man on on um, Hulu. Which yes, I, I have I have that I have that on my list. I'm gonna watch okay. that probably, probably when I get back home. I Elena, Elena and I are watching, um, we're in towards the midpoint of season one of Dark Desires. I think I was talking about this before. It's on Netflix. It's two seasons. All the seasons are like, the show's only 30 minutes and the seasons are probably like 16 episodes. And it's a, it's a um, drama series based in Mexico. And it's just, it's really good. It's like, it, it's not violent. It's all relationships and secret or maybe just some violence there's some secret affairs and secret children and all the 
the machinations around that between a college professor, her husband, the judge, his brother, the cop, and you just follow this story that's every, all instances of is is bonkers and there's a lot of sex. Is it subtitled? It is, it is. Yeah, well, well, you know, I have to have this. You can put it on dub. Oh no. Yeah, but since my partner speaks Spanish, we have it on Spanish. I'm reading it and she's talking back to the screen in Spanish. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this has been, I mean, I know we've been off a week. It's been, I, I felt like I was missing something last week. So I know that we're going to do our best to make sure that we do a few episodes, a couple weeks, take another week off, you know, give, give the fans something to yearn for. So I know we have a lot to talk about. I think we're almost an hour into today's podcast. Hey, well, you know what? Let's wrap it up. It was good to catch up. We'll see you in a couple of days. And where can people find you online? You can find me at Jen Van Lannen Veg on my Instagram and Redheaded Vegan on um, Twitter, which, listen, I know that you're the older one in this relationship, but I cannot fucking figure out Twitter. It to the life of me. I can't find tweets. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. But if you happen to find me there, I might be able to respond. <laughs> Where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Myron J. Clifton on Twitter. And uh, I'm pretty much the same on um Instagram and Facebook, either Myron J or Myron Clifton or Dear Dean, anything like that. You'll you'll find me. Um, find all my books at Amazon.com or DearDean.com. You'll see all my links and everything. And you can sign up for my free digital magazine. I write at Medium as well under my name. So I'm a little bit everywhere, but uh, we're also here. We go shallow. We love to talk um, various topics and share our show. Rate us. Leave us a review. Send us some questions. We love to uh, hear from our, our listeners. And thanks for joining us today. Yeah, it's been great to talk with you and catch up with you. And I hope you have safe travels back. So next week, we'll talk about you getting back to California. Yeah, see you then. All right. Peace out. Bye. Bye.